that I've been lately forgot he had a name. I find super strength and fame ain't all that they're cracked up to be. Cause the only one that they don't help is me. And the spider's web flew through the air. Episode 69 for May 2009. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They want to save you some extra money on your comics and trade paperbacks. They have discounts that make it easier to switch to their service, which offers 38 up to 75% off the cover price. A spider example this month is the Spider-Man Human Torch hardcover. It collects the outstanding miniseries from Dan Slott. The cover price is 20 bucks, and Mail Order has it for $11.99, which is 40% off. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com and tell them the Crawl Space sent you. All right, we'll tackle message board questions, and I have to inform the gang that um, we usually take about a five-minute break in between uh, when we record the first and the second part. I've gone to the kitchen, and I've gotten more Spider-Man gummy bears. Oh, um, gosh. I'm, I'm looking at um, the Green Goblin is in green. <laughs> web. There's someone in blue. I think that's Spider-Man, but I couldn't tell. And there's a purple Venom and a green Sandman. So that is, are all the characters available in the gummy snacks from Spider-Man. <laughs> I wish they're I could... really good though, man. They got me through the trip to Minnesota. So I wish I could share them with the rest of the panel. <laughs> we're in hey, bring them to Chicago or something. Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, we're going to Scotland. We can send some gummy bears to Scotland with Spider Boy. Uh, here's his questions. Have any of you read Chris Claremont's first few issues of Exc- Excalibur? I bought the first seven issues and thought he could write a nice, fun book. Anybody read an Excalibur? No. 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 All for <laughs> those. <laughs> I think I read the first one years ago, but uh, didn't really care for it. Not a big Claremont fan. In fact, I'm not even picking up his new X-Men Forever because he's really disappointed me in the last few years. With um, He just destroyed the Exiles. My heavens. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he just, just took a big dump on them. Uh, which was a great book, circa 1 through 75, but man, when he took it over. Uh, Spider-Boy's other question is, what are your least favorite excuses to use in comic books? Examples are time travel, different universes, or deals with the devil. Which one do you hate, JR? (laughs) That question seems like a setup almost. Uh, Obviously, the deal with the devil. I mean, not only was it a bad idea, but it was just so poorly written. Um, and I, you know, frankly, I, I guess I could say I don't like different universes either because after this month's excursion into the macroverse with the Fantastic Four, I'm kind of swearing off those too. <laughs> Time travel tends to work in comics and sci-fi, though, so I'm not oh, yeah. opposed to that. Uh, deal with the devil. That's a new one. <laughs> so, Stella, any any ones you really hate that they? I guess they call them crutches. Writers' crutches. Yes, it it wasn't me. It was actually my clone. <laughs> oh, she's back. <laughs> I mean, the clone excuse, I feel like. I don't know how many times it's been used, but it seems like it's a uh, a running joke. Yeah. Uh, he also wants some impressions. <clears throat> uh, Kevin's not here, so he can't do Spidey Dude. 
Uh, well, maybe that's his date. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> maybe. There you go. Maybe there. Maybe it's a double date. I don't know. Um, Brad, he wants me to do William Shatner. I don't know why he wants me to do William Shatner. <laughs> uh, Spider Girl, he wants to do Peter's daughter. Preferably the line, my name is May, Mayday Parker, and I'm the daughter of Spider-Man, but it's your choice. So uh, you- well, I don't know any other lines, so I'll just go with that. Okay. My name is May, Mayday Parker, and I'm the daughter of Spider-Man. Oh, very good. That was pretty good. Jared, you like that? I like that. Yeah, I like that. She could do a cartoon voice. She could do the cartoon for Spider-Girl. That'd be awesome. Uh, he wants to hear you do Stan Lee, JR. Hit it. Excelsior! <laughs> that was awesome. That was pretty good all around. Uh, Spidey Site UK from the UK. To Brad and JR, the comic book veterans, what has been your favorite decade of comics and why? You go first, JR. You've got more decades behind you. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I'll try not to take that as an insult. Uh, let me put my teeth back in here to answer that question. So, oh, gosh. Uh, hopefully my poly then holds up better than Leonard Nimoy's. But anyway, uh, the, um, the, I would say the 1980s. Wow. Um, yeah, um, I, I just remember, and I, I, I've, I've, I think I've answered this question before. I mean, we've been doing this almost three years, and I think it's come up before. But I, I think part of it has to do with the fact that I was about the same age as uh, Peter Parker at that time. Um, in the 80s, I was going to college. Uh, I was getting, and then I was getting my first job, and uh, I think I just was at that time where I really related to the character more because, because like I said, we were kind of going through the same life experiences. I, uh, I met my, uh, my wife actually and started dating her around the exact same time that uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane got married. Um, so, you know, the eighties, there's, there's a lot of just kind of, I guess, personal touchstones for me. Plus, um, it's hard to beat Roger Stern. And, uh, I know Michael Bailey's got a question kind of similar, uh, coming up later, uh, but it's hard to beat the Roger Stern era uh, because he did. Uh, he first started with Spectacular, and then he moved to Amazing, and uh, and then Bill Mantlo, I think, took over a, a Spectacular after um, um, Stern went to Amazing, and that's when we had that big uh, Doctor Octopus Owl Black Cat crossover where the the cat gets all shot to hell, and Spider Man really <laughs> falls in. I mean, you know, you you can feel him really falling in love with her. Right. And uh, I, I just really felt that was done very well. So I would say the 80s. Look at us. J.R. and I agreeing. The 1980s for me also. I mean, there's so much happened to Spider-Man in the 80s. There was the marriage. There was the Hobgoblin. There was the black suit. There was Secret Wars. There was, as J.R. said, the Owl story with Doc Ock was awesome. You had Roger, uh, Ron Friends and Tom DeFalco on the main book. You had that awesome... Uh, Fire Lord story that happened. I love that book. Uh, you had The Wedding. You had even Todd McFarlane. I know JR is not that big a fan, but you had Todd McFarlane and Venom come out in 88. So just a lot of stuff happened to Spider-Man, which is our favorite character. So I, I don't think... And that's also the decade where I really got into Spider-Man. I mean, I got introduced to him towards the mid and the late 70s through the Electric Company when I was like 6 or 7. But uh, when Secret Wars came out, I was I was hooked. I, and I haven't put the book down since. So I don't think that much change has happened to Spider-Man in a decade since the 1980s. And 
in the 90s or the 90s or the 2000s they're trying to put the genie back in the bottle it seems so okay next question to kevin about green lantern guess what we don't have to answer that one haha yeah uh, <laughs> so stella what shakespeare story do you think would make a great comic I think uh, Midsummer's Night Dream, and you can really see this because that was what they decided to use in the uh, Spectacular Spider-Man TV show. I just think it it has a lot of visual elements that you could really use, and Puck is such a great character. So you know they do that, that that Illustrated Adventures or something that uh, yeah. Marvel does. Have they done any Shakespeare yet? You know, I'm not, I'm not sure. they've done Wizard of Oz. So. I mean, that's not Shakespeare, but yeah. No, I don't think so, because I think right now they were wrapped up in uh, Homer's Iliad, so don't. unless they've moved on. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, different, that different Homer. Yeah. Uh, his final question, Spidey Site UK, is uh, 2010-2011 looks to be a good year for comic book movies. We have Iron Man 2, Spider-Man 4, Captain America. Which one are you looking forward to the most? JR, you're the movie buff, it seems, going to see Star Trek <laughs> twice. What, which one do you, are you looking forward to? Well, you know, I uh, I would probably say Iron Man two because yeah. I really enjoyed the first one, and I'm just really I'm really skeptical of Spider Man four. Uh, I just really am. Um, I don't know. I mean, Spider Man three was was not as bad as people said. A lot of people said it was. It wasn't, but um, you know, it, it wasn't as good as it should have been. And I just wonder if by going with McGuire and Raimi again, maybe they're maybe they're gilding the lily a little bit too much. So. Um, I, so I, I'm a little bit leery of that one, but uh, I'd say I'm looking forward to Iron Man too. Stella, um, you know, Spider-Man's always the one I look forward to the most, but I think Captain America I'm super excited about, and I just hope they do really well. I actually liked the old um, one. Was that in the 80s or the yes. early 90s? Yeah, I think I 1990 mean, I is when it came out. Yeah. I know it's kind of campy now, but I was young when I saw that, and I loved it. So I hope they do well with that one. I couldn't get past the fake ears. You remember the <laughs> the costume had fake ears on the mask. I mean, come on now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, directed video for that Captain America movie. But I remember seeing it too, and I was excited that it was any type of Marvel on the screen. So I'm with you. Uh, our buddy B Dog from Canada. Uh, uh, Brad, this week's banner burned my retinas. The Aunt May <laughs> one. <laughs> Sorry, brother. <laughs> I changed it. We got a nice looking Alex Ross 600 cover up there, which I think has a little bit too much red in it. What do you guys think? I think they should not. Spermy arms, in my opinion. Yeah, there's a lot of arms, just a lot of red. It looks like it's uh, through a red filter. Or maybe Cyclops is attacking Spider-Man. Who knows? Gosh. <laughs> uh, did anyone see Wolverine, the Wolverine movie, and their thoughts? I saw it, loved it. They screwed up Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Stella? I mean, yeah, I liked it. Um, I really liked Silver Fox, but yes, I think yeah. the story surrounding her was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I think they should have just had her die instead of she was in this, um, she was sort of plotting against him the entire time, and then somehow she's related to Emma Frost. So I think they were just trying to make everything really tight and connected when there should be some sort of loose storylines. Yeah. But What do you think of Deadpool, what they did to him? Um, yeah, not so, I was, yeah, I was pretty angry about that. Um, what ending did you get, by the way? I got, uh, Wolverine in, uh, Japan, drinking some sake, or whatever. Oh, mine was, like, Deadpool's head, like, says, shh, that was mine. Yeah. I, I, I wanted that ending, but I didn't get it. But, hopefully, um, 
Because uh, I thought Ryan Reynolds in the beginning just he just did a yeah. perfect Wade Wilson. Yeah, definitely. I mean that was that was perfect. And when he came in with the sword slinging, that's totally yeah. Deadpool. Make that the next movie. So. Uh, Kevin and Stella, Ronnie Raymond, original Firestorm, was one of my favorite heroes before he was killed off. Should he come back in the new Black <laughs> Lantern arc? Oh, God. All right, Stella, you hit it. I'm the only one that can represent this. Um, yeah, well, JR and I have as, no clue. <laughs> yeah, I'm not as familiar with this Ronnie Raymond, um, or I'm sorry, with this Firestorm, because I'm more used to the the more recent one. Um, but I'm all for bringing back good characters and giving them a different way to tell their stories. So he could be good. I mean, hopefully this Black Lantern arc will be good. Yeah. Uh, Brad, Green, Green Lantern rules, uh, screw you, B-Dog. Uh, <laughs> Stella and Brad, anyone pick up any new Blu-rays or video games? I haven't picked up, I, I think, um, Casino Royale and, uh, Quantum of Solace are the two new Blu-rays that I own. Don't have any new video games, but I want to get the new Wolverine, and Stella has turned me on to Uncharted. I want to get that video game. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, <laughs> what did you pick up? And since, well, no new Blu-rays, but video game-wise, I was really disappointed to hear that Batman, as IGN said, of the Batmobile lost a wheel, and so now they're delaying that game, so I won't get that in June like I thought. So now I'm really thinking about getting uh, the new Activision game prototype, but I'm still thinking yeah. about it, but that's kind of what I'm thinking about. I'm a, that, that, I've seen the trailer for that. Arkham Asylum does look good. Prototype yeah. looks okay. I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but... Uh, JR, did you or your son pick up any of the new video games? No, no, we've just been burning through the old ones like mad right now. So uh, <laughs> he's he's on a Sonic fixation, so uh, he's playing his Sonic games. No new ones. Do you guys have a you have a Wii, don't you? Yes, we do. Have you downloaded all those Wii Virtual Console, uh, no. the classic Sonic no. ones yet? No, no, oh, those are. Cool. Uh, but they just got Guitar Hero. Actually, I do that. I I did. I just remembered that that their okay. mother <laughs> against my uh, against. <laughs> My uh, wishes uh, went and got them Guitar Hero. So, uh, are you any good? Can you do some riffs? I don't. I don't play Guitar Hero. No. <laughs> no, what, what about Dance Dance Revolution on the Wii? You ever do that one? Uh, I don't dance either. <laughs> my, you know, I mean, my mama. My hey, my mama didn't dance. My daddy didn't rock and roll. So I guess I don't either. See, Stella, that was a song from the 1970s. <laughs> oh no, I actually know. Yeah, <laughs> I talked Jr. Uh, Funny K from Scotland. One question for everyone. What's your favorite chocolate bar? Wow. I gotta go Snickers. That's my favorite. Uh, Can I say Cadbury no? egg even though it's not bar shaped? Uh, sure. You could eat it in a bar. Does that count? <laughs> sure. <laughs> JR, what's yours? Nestle Crunch. Nestle Crunch, huh? I like the crunch. Yep. There you go. Okay, Michael Bailey, question for each of you. Brad, what is the quid pro quo of your wife seeing movies like Wolverine or The Watchman? Is there a chick flick involved, or is it more you, you choose a film and then she does? So you know what? I thought I would go to the expert on this. I've asked my wife, Wendy, to come in here, and I'm going to hand the oh. headset to her. <laughs> and this is JR and Stella on the line. So, Wendy, here you go. Well, usually Brad picks the movies. I don't watch a lot of chick flicks. Um, Brad's a big Jennifer Garner fan, so we watch things like uh, Catch and Release and stuff like that. Um, whenever I pick out a movie, Brad uh, at the house falls asleep or reads comic books. So, so I don't bother spending the money and going out. Ask, what about Watchmen? Mm -hmm. 
Like, I almost slept on the couch for that. Oh, yeah. Watchmen, because I tried to fall asleep during Watchmen, so, and he kept waking me up, and (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was annoying, because every time I woke up, the blue guy was in my face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, it was just a miserable experience. But, hey, JR, she loved Star Trek, though. It was all right. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay? Yeah. I mean, not... It was no Watchmen. <laughs> well, that's rather faint phrase, but... Uh, You've officially heard from Mrs. Curlspace. Oh. So did she like Wolverine? Yes, she loved Wolverine. What would you oh. give it Wolverine? An A, B? She would give Wolverine a B. Mainly because he wasn't naked. Well, actually he was. He ran naked through the, the woods and landed in the Kents. Uh... <laughs> JR, what was the best stretch of Spider-Man you read as it was coming out and why? Um, well, um, to kind of allude to the, uh, the question I was asked earlier, I would say the um, Roger Stern era and yeah. the Bill Mantlo era. I'm trying to think of uh, trying to think of when Stern came on to Spectacular Spider-Man. I think he started like with 40 something, uh, and uh, that lasted till. Fifty uh, something when he moved to uh, Amazing in the two twenties and lasted until about two fifty one, mm-hmm. uh, and then Bill Mantlo uh, took over in Spectacular and and until they made the Black Cats a complete a Black Cat a complete and total ditz. Um, I really liked uh, those comics. When did they make um, her a ditz? Was that when she got the powers? When well before then when she when Spider Man finally unmasked her oh she did her. take a turn yeah yeah and it was like oh put your mask back on I can't stand to look at you you know <laughs> when the character as originally written couldn't wait to take his mask off you know yeah. was wanting to know who you know I mean it was a, it was it was a good it was an interesting development that she would be disappointed that he wasn't you know the first you know she came down his skylight and the first thing she saw was his toilet you know and it's like <laughs> you know it was like it was no fortress of solitude yeah. you know so that was that was good you know that that you know here she's got this idea of this great superhero in this great cave or fortress or whatever and she comes down to the skylight and there's his john you know and he's in a crummy <laughs> and he's in a crummy apartment but you know, after the, the the way she freaked the way she freaked out when she saw who he was, and then she just I, like I said acted. I mean, she before that she had been smart, she'd been sexy, she'd been yeah. playful, she'd been flirty. You know, she'd been she'd been dangerous, and then she just you know turned into an utter goofball. Yeah. Uh, so um, that was it. Was around eighty seven, eighty eight, uh, spectacular Spider Man. You know, when you you talk about that, a lot of people have used Spider Man's John. Uh, <laughs> Black Cat, don't forget the Beyonder. He learned how to pee from Spider-Man. <laughs> That's right. That's wow. right. He felt a he felt a burning sensation in his lower <laughs> abdomen, and uh, Peter had to show him the John. Yeah. Talk about uh, where no man's gone before. Uh, Stella, sort of a serious question here. You have a tendency to make off off-color comments about the others on the show, and then act <laughs> shocked when other people say similar things. Why is that? I don't recall doing this. Oh, <laughs> um, this is sad that someone's bringing this up. I, I Michael guess Bailey, just, in fact, yeah. I know. We are no longer friends. Oh. Um, I guess it's, you know, just pointing out the dual nature of my personality. You know, deep down, I really am this innocent, sort of naive person, but I have to keep up with people, and I have a mouth on me that's really sarcastic. So that's really where that comes from. But, you know, I really did not know what a fat one was. 
<laughs> yeah, Just JR, you missed it. Out. We had to explain what a fat one was to Stella last week. Ah, I see. Yeah. JR lived through the 60s and 70s. He knows what a fat one is. Uh, <laughs> Dan Man 007 with a Daniel Craig avatar that Stella's drooling on. I can see it on her keyboard. Uh, from the Grand Cayman, Cayman Islands. Uh, this is aimed at Stella and Kevin, so let's have Stella answer it. Cause I don't, I think Kevin's probably, uh, getting the bill for dinner right about now on a date. <laughs> <laughs> have you read Neil Gaiman and Annie Kubert's Whatever Happened to the Cape Crusader? If so, what are your thoughts and opinions on the story? Um, I haven't, and I know it's sort of this quote unquote final issue of Batman and, What's going on these last days after um, Final Crisis? But I'm yeah, I, I can't really tell you anything about it. I haven't read it. Okay. Uh, Crazy Chris has a question for Kevin, so we're moving on. Viper from Johannesburg, South Africa, says, "Hey, Spider Gang, loved last month's show, and I'm looking forward to another fun Spidey discussion with some Green Lantern questions. Great." Uh, for JR, after your great Jeff Bridges impression several months ago, would oh, you please God. treat us to your Norman Osborn Green Goblin? This will be the third impression of the show. We've done Rin, or was it Stimpy? I did Rin, yeah. And you did Stanley, so now he wants to hear Norman, aka oh, Green Goblin geez. impression. <sighs> Let me catch my breath here. <laughs> oh gosh! And more in your Jameson, family. Jameson, you slime! Who's the photographer that takes the pictures of Spider-Man? I don't know. His stuff comes in the mail. You lie! No, no, I swear, I swear! <laughs> you are useless! <laughs> oh, gosh. Bravo, Hey. <laughs> Available for any cartoon animation shows. If you'd like JR's voice, you can call him at... No, never mind. Made my son jump out of his chair. He's uh, he was playing video games and he just jumped out of his chair. Said I about gave him a heart attack. At least so, he didn't uh, throw the guitar at you from Guitar Hero. <laughs> uh, where were you for a free comic book day? Do you have any interesting stories? We've already hit that one up, Viper. So that will be in the previous show. So check that one out. Uh, BTMX comedy from uh, location soon to be homeless and unemployed. So poor BTM BTMX. Yeah, he ain't alone. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, aiming a question at the gang. If Peter were to go into a uh, vegetative state, which would make a very boring book, I'll give you right that. And if M Mephisto were to reappear to Aunt May and give up her soulmate for Peter's life, and that soulmate was not Uncle Ben, which one of her boyfriends would it be? In essence, who comes after Uncle Ben? <laughs> JR, you take that one. <laughs> oh my god. God. Uh, <laughs> giving up Jarvis. I don't know. Jarvis. Yeah, there she's giving go. up Jarvis. Or actually, yeah. I should say the scroll, huh? Once you go scroll, you never go back. <laughs> That's who oh, she's gosh. giving up. Stella, who's, who's she, she ponying up? <laughs> yeah, green is the new pink foreskin. Oh, good God. <laughs> good Lord. Well, good uh, Lord. There, I guess that goes back to Michael Bailey's comment. Oh, um, you just embarrassed me and JR. <laughs> I, I apologize. Oh, well, we've already talked about geriatric sex on this show, so nothing. That's true. Uh, no topic. Leave no topic unturned. Um, <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I think Jarvis. That'd be good. How about that get, that mobster guy, Jr. In that spectacular annual where she was a young girl, and yeah. remember that one? Uh, yeah, I vaguely remember that one. That was where Uncle Ben was a carny, right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> that sounds and, so bad. Uh, 
and he came, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, he came and interrupted the two of them when they were having an argument or a debate or something. I really don't remember him very well. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't remember him very well except that he was kind of sleazy. So well, I think we all send the sleazy carny guy to the, the hell. There you go. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Not a quote from a fortune cookie or what? Uh, BT Max, uh, aiming a question at the gang. Should 592 of Amazing be reproduced as a motion comic with a voice cast and sound effects? <laughs> okay. Is this asking for JR to do the Jameson <laughs> in bed? Peter! Anyway. Yeah, we wouldn't want the motion yeah. effects of that last page, would we? No, no, not so no. That'd be a no, BT Max, but feel free to pitch it to Marvel. Uh, Steve Rogers from uh, New York, it looks like. Is Steve Rogers from New York? He doesn't put his location on his avatar. But, um, JR, can you please sing the following oh. <laughs> written by the late, great Steve Goodman? Oh my god. What in the world? <laughs> Steve Rogers, what are you thinking of? I, have I, I, I have I ever mentioned the fact that I've been a Cub fan on this podcast? I don't know that I ever have. Uh, but uh, this is a song called a "Dying Cub Fan's Last Request," and Steve Goodman was a kind of a folk singer who died of leukemia, and uh, but he wrote this around 1984, I think, when the Cubs were finally winning again uh, before they before the ball went through Leon Durham's legs in the 1984 playoffs. So, well, who's your team? Who do you root for, Jarrah? Nah, I, 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 it's, being a Cub fan is a genetic defect. I mean, you can't get rid of it. Even even if you want to, you can't get rid of it. So I, I still follow them, although not as intensely as I used to. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> do they still play the blues in Chicago when baseball season rolls around? When the snow melts away, do the Cubbies still play? In their ivy-covered burial ground. <laughs> Your son's throwing something at you right now. <laughs> yeah, not only that, but all the cats, too. And they're, they're <laughs> when, I, when I was a boy, they were my pride and joy. You're still but a now, only bring fatigue to the, to the home of the, of the brave, brave land, land of the free, and the doormats <laughs> of the <laughs> National <laughs> League. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there you go, Jr. Good, you're a good sport. Good. Uh, God, am I gonna get any more requests like this? I I've had to do man. three impersonations and a you're, song. You're like the uh, the the guy from Police Academy with all the voices. <laughs> uh, general gang question: What would each of you do if you somehow got Spider-Man's power? Huh. Well, it'd be fun. We could swing around New York City. We could uh, <laughs> climb walls. We could be a pervert looking in windows. Uh, <laughs> we could go kick Steve Rogers' butt for uh, making us sing that song. <laughs> Stella, what would you do if you were Spider Stella? Man, that'd be flipping awesome. Yeah, I I don't know if I guess I would try to be um, a good citizen, but who knows? I feel like I'd have to learn my lesson for. Oh, with great power uh, comes great responsibility. But until then, I would just probably party around. I would hope that we would be the comic version, not the movie version, because I don't want anything secreting from my my wrists. That would just oh, kind of yeah. suck. <laughs> Jarrah, what would you do? You'd probably take your son for a swing, I imagine. Well, the first thing i do is i go up into the, my roof and I finally clean my gutters out. For one. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'm too, too scared to put my extension ladder up there and climb all the way up there and get it done. So I, I clean my gutters out. You know, it's sad, I, JR. I've had that thought too. 
How old are we, JR? We, what are we thinking? <laughs> yeah. well, we're just we're just getting too. We're you know we're getting you know and and uh, we're getting too damn old. We're I just mean, getting. I, I got a tall house, and I I really have seriously had that exact same thought. If I was Spider Man, I could get these gutters cleaned, <laughs> not get a whole bunch of money by being on the Tonight Show, or whatever, like Spider Man did, but cleaning our gutters. We are too domesticated, Jr. <laughs> All we right, lost our edge. Another guy that's domesticated is Spider Dad, lost in the urban prairie, who has one of the coolest avatars on the board, in my opinion. I just love that avatar. Uh, let's see. Everyone looking for another great podcast of Spidey and non-Spidey questions. The first one is to all of us. Now that Johnny Storm and the Fantastic Four know Spider, or that Peter is Spider-Man again, what other supporting cast would you like to see knowing his secret identity? Aunt Aunt May. Aunt May and MJ are excluded. Who should know it? Stella? Who should know it? Um, Betty Brandt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And the Hypno Hustler. Uh, JR, who should know it? Nobody. Nobody? No, I don't think anybody else needs to know. What about the black cat? Hmm. Well, if we ever see her again, yeah, <laughs> are we going to, are we going to see this character again or did she, uh, did she go the way of, uh, a lot of things in one more day? So I, I think Daredevil should know. I think that's the only one left that doesn't know that I think should. I think those two make a great team. Uh, he, he's probably a number two behind Johnny Storm, in my opinion, for a spider friend that knows his identity and his uh, regular life. So Daredevil is my vote. Spider Girl's question is, my wife has finished the first Twilight book, and she thought it was okay. Which one is your favorite, and do you re- recommend more of the series? Uh, yeah, like I, I think I've said like um, way back uh, that Twilight is probably the worst of all four of them. Um, New Moon, there's like a tie for me between New Moon and Eclipse, uh, which one is the best. New Moon, even though Edward is not in there, so people die because they're in love with Edward, um, it really shows the emotional journey of Bella, and she kind of comes out from this stupid character that was in Twilight to someone that has her own personality. And then Eclipse, it's just like filled with drama between Jacob and Edward. So that's just, it's really fast-paced and everything. So Hmm. I think between the two of those, that's good. And then, I mean, if you get caught up in those two, I I would just wrap up with the fourth one, which isn't the best, but, you know, it ends it. So There's not going to be a fifth one? Um, She was working on... Uh, another one that's sort of, it's the first one, but it's in the perspective of Edward, but then it got oh. leaked onto the internet, and so she decided that I'm not going to do it anymore because it was leaked, so who knows. Uh, I like the movie. I thought the movie was great. I haven't read any of the books, but every female in my life <laughs> has read that book and read all four of them. In fact, my, my grandma and mom read oh. uh, three and four over the course of a week. Wow. <laughs> so then they, they dig it. I I. I like the movie. Are you, so you're telling me that Edward, which is the vampire in the first one, isn't going to be in number two? Is that what uh, he'll be in the very beginning and he'll be in the end. He actually leaves for reasons that I Weird. won't say if you want to see the reason, uh, if you want to see the movie, but he comes back. I would think that'd be a marketing error because <laughs> all the girls love him. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, JR, is your wife reading Twilight at all? Uh, actually, I think she is. Look um, at that. Every woman. Every woman. Yeah. Every woman. Well, I got a call from I got when I was shopping at Walmart one day. Right. I got a call from my from my daughter. Okay. Dad, <laughs> would you pick up would you pick up the Twilight DVD while you're there? <laughs> oh God. So have yeah, you seen I, the movie, Jerry? What'd you oh, think? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, it's not that bad, no, dude. It's not that bad. Come on, dude. <laughs> the baseball scene was cool, Stella. I, I like that part. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, third question out of Spider Dad. Does Harry Os... I mean, Harry Potter, not Osborne. <laughs> Sorry, I thought this was a Spider-Man show. Uh, does Harry Potter seem to resonate more with females? It seems like where I live, it's mostly girls and the suburban moms, while the guys and dads find him so-so at best. Stella, why, why is it that uh, Harry Potter resonates with women? I... Because he was <laughs> naked in the play Equus. Maybe. I, I No, I, I've never really gotten into the Harry Potter. I can't really tell you why. Um, is this book-wise or a movie he doesn't really specify? Yeah, he doesn't really say. I mean, he's an attractive young man, obviously. He's, like, really young for me, but I, I don't know. I don't have any preference either way. I bet, well, we'll do the uh, JR's wife and daughter. Are they Harry Potter fans also? Uh you know, my daughter was, but she's kind of, for some reason, she's uh, kind of not interested in him anymore. Um, I, I'm not sure why. Well, I, could, I guess it could be because she's got a boyfriend now. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, yeah, How no, old is she? I didn't think she was that old. She's 14. Oh, JR. 15. Anyway, you know, she's, uh, because I don't think she made it through the Deathly Hollows. Um she, I mean, she read all six up to that, I think, but I don't think she made it through the Deathly Hollows. Uh, and my wife started reading them as well, but uh, but she stopped around. I think uh, she gave up after Goblet of Fire because that's the one where they <laughs> they start getting gargantuan uh, on Goblet of Fire. Uh, yeah. But my son, my son doesn't read him right now because he's still, uh, you know, he does, he's not at the reading level. But he's been asking me constantly when the next Harry Potter movie is coming out. Mm. So uh, he's uh, he's definitely, you know, definitely will be probably be seeing the Half Blood Prince this summer. Um, That's the boy, last one, isn't it? Don't, don't they split that book in two for two movies? They they split Deathly Hollows in two. Yeah. That's the okay. last one. Uh, that'll okay. be 2010 and 2011. Yeah. Uh, but th- coming up this July is is ha- the sixth one, Half Blood Prince. But as far as why women, why it resonates with women, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, I've been married for 20 years and I don't know why it resonates with women. <laughs> 20, uh, years, 20 years and I still don't know. Uh, you'll, you'll be 40 years and you still won't get a JR. Trust me. Uh, Donald Mark from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. To the gang, to the posse, to the bunch. What type of material do you see Spider-Man's costume, uh, what is it made out of? It's been portrayed in a variety of ways, from cloth to spandex to whatever Tobey Maguire's suit was made of. So what do you guys think it is? As someone whose um, final architecture project for her undergraduate career, was, uh, it had to be a um, <laughs> semi-cloth. Um, it probably is uh, spandex because he also he often complains about um, how it's not waterproof and right. cloth. I don't think has the ability. It needs to be stretchable, and cloth doesn't have that sort of capability. I think if he were to ever upgrade, being a nerd and everything, I think mm-hmm. he, that he he should go to Zyflex, which is this sort of breathable, stretchable material that is also water repellent. So that would be good if he ever goes uh, for a swim in the East River or something. That'd be a good idea. I was I always thought of it as spandex because he always references a spandex. Yeah. So I, I just really never really thought of anything else. But you know, the movie suit I don't think is spandex, is it? I think it's some kind of funky plastic material. It seems really thick. Like when he takes yeah. off his mask and you see the neck, it looks really thick. Yeah. 
And I've always wondered, because when I first read, I thought he ran around just barefoot. But I, he's got to have some kind of boot, doesn't he? I don't know. I just always thought he shouldn't. But then I often wondered, how can he stick to something by wearing a boot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway, we're I think we're overthinking it just a little bit too much. <laughs> JR, what do you think? What, what's he wearing? I have no idea. <laughs> He can't figure out women or Spider-Man suit. <laughs> to, 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 you know, oh, that's, about, that's about asking, like asking what kind of brand of underwear he wears. I don't even think about it, you know. Or... <laughs> he wears boxers because he likes to punch. Anyway, uh, to Stella, seeing as how you're a fan of Barbara Gordon as Batgirl, blah, he says. Wow. Who do you think would win in a cat fight, Batgirl, Babs Gordon, or Black Cat? To me, it doesn't matter since Cassandra Kane could whip them both. Who's Cassandra Kane? Um, the, she's like the present Batgirl. Is that the lesbian one? No, that's Batwoman. Oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Ooh, okay. <sighs> um, uh, I feel, even though I really like Batgirl, or I'm sorry, Black Cat, I think Batgirl potentially has a one-up on her, just because I think when you're, you have superpowers, you... You think you're better than everyone else, and so your ego is a little too high, and then you sort of neglect to think of other sort of variables in a situation, whereas because Babs is human, she has to think of everything that could happen, every sort of scenario or situation. So I think she she could handle herself better, and I think she just has, I mean, training from the man, Batman, I mean, how can you beat that? So yeah. I'd say background. Does Black Cat still have powers? I mean, she got them from the Kingpin. But does no, she still have no. that bad luck ability? No, no, no. She lost it in uh, around in Spectacular Spider-Man. I think it was one seventeen. I'm not sure one sixteen, okay. one seventeen. Uh, when Doctor Doctor Spidey went to Doctor Strange because uh, he was having bad luck, you know, because he was having bad luck, and oh, Doctor yeah. Strange said, "There's an aura about you," mm-hmm. and uh, so he did some hocus pocus, and by removing the aura, he removed Black Cat's uh, powers, and she hmm. probably got her ass kicked. So. You know, he could go back to Doc Strange. He's still got that aura around him with the Mephisto now. See how easily this could be solved. Uh, to Brad, since you've shown to have greater taste and have read Young Justice, which Young Justice character would you like to see crossover with Spider-Man? That is the one DC question I can answer because oh, I read Young Justice because of Peter David because I love his stuff. Um, I, I dug uh, Impulse. I thought uh, he was kind of a smartass. Uh, it probably would work better with an ultimate Spider-Man than it would a 20-something Spidey. But uh, Impulse, I always thought, was really kind of cool. And uh, never really dug the Superboy or Robin. Robin was okay, but uh, I just thought Impulse was the jokester of the team, and I thought that he would probably work well with Spider-Man. So that is my only DC answer I'm giving today. <laughs> wow. Uh, Tech, from my te- my state of Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, who's your favorite Spider-Man inker? Wow. The inker really gets underrated, I think, because we don't really talk about inkers that much. But uh, whoever inks <laughs> John Romita Jr., he does, Klaus Jansen, is that his name, I think? I always thought he did a great job. JR, do you have a favorite inker? No, I don't. I really, uh, I really don't focus on that. It kind of passes me by. So, yeah. no. Stella, you got an inker you like? <clears throat> I don't, but I do have a friend that inks Juan Castro. Go. I've actually talked to him a few times. I know him through Will, so I'll give him a little, little prop there. 
You know, someone else I just remember, Terry Austin, uh, inks John Byrne stuff. And if you see Byrne's stuff without a good inker, it just really is like night and day. So Terry Austin, uh, inked John Byrne stuff on the early Uncanny X-Men with Chris Claremont. And I thought that stuff was just great. So Terry Austin and Klaus Jansen. Out of nowhere. Uh, what do you think, his other question is, what do you think of Norman's portrayal for the past year up against the year prior to the 99 reboot? JR, our go- this is our first Goblin talk. We haven't talked Goblin in a while, JR. Yeah, I know. Norm, Norm is everywhere. What are you reading with Norman? Oh, God, I wish I was reading more with Norman, but uh, yeah. I'm not paying $4 for Dark Avengers, yeah. and I'm not paying $4 for New Avengers. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not reading a whole lot with Norman these days, but uh, I did read up to uh, by the time Dark Reign was starting, and uh, I think they're doing about the best job with Norman uh, than they've ever done. I mean, I really liked, uh, I think, uh, oh, Wayne, Wayne, was it Wayne Ellis who did the Thunderbolts run? Oh, Warren, Warren Ellis. Warren yeah. Ellis, thank yeah. you. Warren Ellis. I think Warren Ellis really kind of defined the character uh, for the, the current the current uh, era. Uh, I think he did a really good job of uh, of, of doing Norman. Um, the the Norman prior to the reboot was was pretty good until the gathering of five and final chapter. Then it was mm-hmm. an utter crap fest. Uh, yeah. But I would I would say. Uh, I would say that uh, it's good to be a Norman fan these days. So, yeah. I would highly recommend if you can get either through mail order or get the trade of Dark Avengers. Just an outstanding book. I mean, it's it's essentially Norman. <laughs> it's Norman's book. So I would just highly recommend it. It's just been very very good. Uh, Spider Tour O2 from New York City with uh, the Schwarzenegger avatar. Stop whi- Stop your whining. I can't do Schwarzenegger. Anybody can do Schwarzenegger. No, uh, I think Zach was the best one. Yeah, he did, he did oh. pretty good. Uh, he just got done reading two trades of Spider-Man from the mid-90s, uh, Spider-Man 2099, Volume 1, and Spider-Man The Lost Years, and was genuinely surprised how good both were. So two questions. Have you guys and Gal read these, and if so, what did you think? Stella, you read any of those two books? I have not. J.R., I imagine you have. Um, I've read them, but not as trades, but I read them when they originally came out. Mm-hmm. Um Spider-Man 2099, um, I was interested in for the first year. Uh, I really thought it was an interesting take because I like science, I mean, I like science fiction, you know, like stories about the future. And, uh, it was really kind of interesting to see, um, this, this particular future start to unfold. Uh, after the first year, I kind of lost interest because I thought it started getting the more conventional superhero stuff. But I did like the first year of, uh, Spider-Man 2099. Lost years just did not interest me in the slightest. I mean, not being a longtime Spider-Man, I was offended by the whole idea of that being the real Spider-Man and the Spider-Man we've been reading about for 20 years being a clone. I just was not, not only was I not interested, but I just found it completely uh, disingenuous, you know, to complain about how Spider-Man had been aged by being married and doing these other things when Ben Riley who's the real Spider-Man. He was supposed to be younger and hipper, but here he's been out on the road living on his own for five years. Wouldn't that age and mature a person <laughs> as yeah, much true. or more? True. And it's like, so I felt, not only did I, I was appalled by the idea, I was just completely, I thought Marvel was being typically, typical Marvel, being completely disingenuous, talking out both sides of their mouth. So that colored my, you know, I'm not a good one to ask about it because those factors colored my lack of appreciation yeah. for that series. But it had beautiful John Romita Jr. artwork. you got to give it that. <laughs> or not. <laughs> but uh, I, I read both of them 
uh, when they were released circa 92, maybe 94, 5 for Lost Years. Loved Spider-Man 2099. It lost its focus when it had to uh, do a crossover every month with uh, The Punisher and Doom and everything like that. But uh, solid book. I think Peter David could revisit it and do an alternate timeline or something like that. I, I, I got uh, Time Storm. Uh, number one in the in my monthly box this time around. I haven't read it yet, but I, I hope they spark the same magic that it had because I thought it was a solid concept and a solid character. With uh, oh, what was his name? Miguel. Miguel O'Hara. Miguel O'Hara. There you go. I thought it was cool. I, I loved his hologram girl that he had in his apartment. I thought that was cool. Uh, what hidden gems have you read in your years of reading Spider-Man? In other words, what stories, miniseries, etc. have you read outside of the main book that you've really enjoyed? Stella, you got anything that's off the beaten track that is Spidey-related that you enjoy? Um, I feel like in buying one of those action figures that comes with the comic book, yep. I don't know if that counts, though, but the comic that, I mean, they're kind of decent, the comics that are behind the action figures, but... yeah. That's, That's cool. probably all I can say. JR, you got anything not many people would recognize or that you love, Spidey-related? Well, he's asking specifically about um, stories, miniseries that we've read outside the main title. So um, I would say the thing that comes the most to my mind is Parallel Lives. Um, yeah, that that's came good. Out. It, was written, it was written by Jerry Conway, who's, you know, Conway was not only, you know, was not only a good writer, uh, he understands the character. Uh, and uh, he was there kind of when uh, he was the writer when Mary Jane and Peter started to become uh, romantically involved. And so, when, you know, in Parallel Lives, he takes uh, the whole story of Peter and Mary Jane. He kind of goes back uh, to the very beginning or even before the very beginning and uh, shows how they were basically destined uh, to find each other. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> which, of course, doesn't mean a hill of beans right now. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but at the time, uh, I thought that was a very, uh, a very nice, very sweet story. So. My recommendation would be uh, any of the Spider novels that was released uh, early 90s up to about 2000. One, two that uh, stick out in my mind is The Gathering of the Sinister Six, which good luck finding it. It's a, it's a paperback you would expect to pay five bucks for. But if you go to eBay, up to 90 bucks I've seen so much so far. It's just a great book written by Adam Troy Castro. And they released uh, two more – There's a, it was a trilogy, and that paperback was the part one. And then they released two hardcovers, and they bounded those two, part two and three together uh, for one big book. It's uh, The Secret of the Sinister Six, and I forget the second one. But uh, it deals with Peter Parker's sibling. I'll just give you the, uh, a, a hint on that one. So you might want to check that one out. Great Great prose book. There's no picture. Well, there's chapter pictures in the very beginning, but it's just a well-written book. There's a lot of good uh, Spider-Man novels that came out. That whole Marvel novel release I thought was good. Peter David had a great Hulk book called What Savage Beast that's really highly recommended. So, Jared, you ever read any of those prose Spider-Man novels? They were good. I read, the only one I read, and this is dating myself, mm-hmm. was Mayhem in Manhattan. Oh, from the 70s. Was- yeah, <laughs> and and I thought it was cool because Spider-Man cussed in it. Oh, what did he uh, say? What what was he just book? said? Hell, you know. I mean, but you know, <laughs> he just said hell. But oh. I mean, it was cool to hear him cuss, you know. Yeah. And uh, uh, so I read that one. But uh, to be absolutely honest, I have not read. Oh no, I did read. Uh, I'm sorry, I read Goblin Moon, which was written by uh, mm. Kurt Busiek, uh, and that one I was very disappointed in. I haven't read that one. But... Yeah, well, you haven't missed anything. Okay. So it's very generic. <laughs> 
very generic handling of uh, Norman Osborn, and it just completely ignores um, a whole lot of their history, their mutual history. Uh, so, uh, no, not recommended. Stella, you ever reading Spider-Man prose? It's pretty good. I know you read no, other prose. But go to Amazon. Oh, oh okay, no, oh, like prose is in actual books, literature? Yeah. Yeah, I actually have one. It was like this murder mystery. I can't recall what it's called, but it was actually really good. <laughs> oh, cool. So go to Amazon. You can probably find some uh, used books on there. that probably can't buy them new anymore, but they're probably a decade old, but they're good stuff. Uh, Spider Plumber uh, from Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada, which has a very cool avatar of his face split with Spidey's face. That's so very cool. Uh, hey gang, thanks to Kevin for directing me here to JR. Do you roll your eyes at the comments the others make as often as I think you do? Also, I think the final chapter was one of the best Norman stories I've ever read. Do you have an all-time favorite? So do you roll your eyes at us, JR? <laughs> I would, I would like to know why he thinks I do. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I roll my eyes at some of the questions that we get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to after- tell you about Spider Plumber. He, uh, last month on the show, he, uh, wrote a nice email about how he's a plumber and he goes around and, and during his work day, he recently discovered our show and he downloaded all 60 episodes and listened to them for like a couple months. And he's now officially caught up with all of us. So he's a big fan. <laughs> so he's, uh, listened to every episode, I think. Well, I, I'd like to know why he thinks I roll my eyes, but uh, I will confess some of the questions we've gotten over the years uh, have caused me to do so. Uh, as far as the final chapter, boy, he likes that one. Oh, boy, he's in the minority. Uh, <laughs> virtually nobody else does. And uh, my, my probably my favorite story, uh, Osborne story, I'm just thinking right now, it would probably be Citizen Osborne. Uh, written by uh, J.M. DeMatteis or Matisse or whatever uh, in Spectacular Spider-Man number 250. Uh, when Norman, uh, kind of, you know, after Norman, the Green Goblin comes back from the dead, Norman reveals himself to the world again uh, and makes a big splash in New York. I would say that's probably one of my faves. Is that where he bought, around the time where he bought the Daily Bugle? Is that around that yes, time? It is. Yes, okay. it is. Uh, to Stella, I'm wondering if you wear the Batgirl costume as well as Yvonne Craig did. Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) Probably maybe a little better because unlike at that time, I would say that my twins, as I call them, are not conical. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, If the role of Mary Jane was recast for the movies, Lord, please hear my plea. Which actress from the current crop would you cast in the role? She said Alicia Witts, I think is what Stella said. And more questions to Kevin, and one to me. I leave you all my worldly possessions, Brad, and wealth. Oh, wait, I don't have any. Can I have yours? Sorry, Plumber. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Uh, Thank you, by the way, Spider Plumber, for listening to all the shows and catching up with us. Uh, Spider-Man, who has an avatar of Skeletor looking at a Mego-type Spider-Man doll. So, what's up, Crawl Space? i got a couple questions for you guys. Wow, that's a big, long question. Uh, other than listening to your reviews of Amazing Spider-Man, I really haven't been up to date with what's going on in the book. I dropped the title about a year ago, and since then have only read two one-shots and three arcs. My question is, in the FF issues, Peter explained to them that there was a mind wipe. I thought he was unaware of the deal he made with the devil. Can you briefly fill me in on what Peter knows and does not know regarding the brand new day stuff, i.e. the marriage, the organic web shooters, the secret identity... Blah, blah, blah. We don't know, dude. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we don't, do we? I don't know. No, we really don't. 
we have no clue. We're in the same boat you are, and we've we're out all the money with the books. <laughs> yeah, really. We're what forty? We're what forty-five or more issues in the brand new day, and we still don't know. Yeah, we have no clue. All we know is in in forty some odd issues, when he takes his mask off and reveals it, it all comes back to the guy if he knew it previously, and that's all we know. We don't know anything about Mary Jane. We don't know anything about if he's got the other powers with the claws, etc. We 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 have no clue. Neither does Marvel, I think. Uh, I know Brad will hate me for this, but I do listen to the other podcast. I know that the Crawl Space is the only other podcast that I know of that constantly gives brand new day reviews or ba- brand new day bad reviews. Although I generally agree with your reviews from the issues I've read, I'm wondering what your thoughts are about other podcasts giving Brand New Day consistently good reviews, such as 11 O'Clock Comics, Marvel Noise, and IGN, to name a few. Stella, you want to hit that one? Um, I honestly did not know that. We were the only negative review show. Um, I mean, it's all coming from perspective, really. I, I don't know if um, these people are newcomers, you know, and that <clears throat> they've kind of come on and... Starting from the Tabula Rasa, this is really good storyline. Or if you're like the majority of us here, where we've been doing this, well, I mean, we've been reading Spider-Man for a long time, so this is kind of going against everything we've known. And to compare the two characters, there's just this real um, disconnect. Um, and so, I mean, generally, I just think the stories aren't good, and I don't mark them down at all. Just to mark them down, if they're bad, I'm going to tell you, and if they're yeah. good, then I'll be the first one to sing their praise. So. And I, and I, I think you wouldn't want a show that was fake. I mean, we generally give our yeah, opinions, and and generally the way it breaks down is I'm generally the highest one of the group, I think, and, yeah, and Kevin is generally the lowest, and JR and Stella and Spidey Dudes come in between in the middle, generally. So I think... In my opinion, granted I'm biased since I'm the host of this show, but I think we have a well-rounded group because we've got everything from the extreme, which is generally me, to the Kevin, which is the the, the lowest of the of the grades. So I, I, to call this show a negative review podcast of the books, I think would be unfair. In fact, uh, I was going to talk about it next month, but uh, Crazy Chris actually added up the grades that we give the books, and we, we're we average about we're all about giving the book a C. <laughs> and in my college days, that was passing. <laughs> so, but thoroughly uh, mediocre. Yes, yeah, it's, it's mediocre. But what do you think, Jr.? I don't think we're a negative podcast on the books. Well, I think you know, has, hasn't that uh, hasn't that complaint uh, or that topic come up on the message board? Even hasn't yeah. our our message board been accused of being overly anti Brand New Day? Yeah. Um, guy, I, you know, to me, that's just calling a spade a spade. Uh, you know, I mean, Kevin gets pretty wound up, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't, you know, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I and, and you know, Brad, you're pretty much, uh, uh, you know, much more positive than the rest of us. But I don't think we we all just wholesale dump on this thing. Yeah. I mean, I think we really, I mean, I think we're honestly calling it as we see it, mm-hmm. and we just think that this this run here of the last eighteen months or so has just just been average. Exactly. Uh, so no, I don't. I don't think we're overly negative at all. Um, but I haven't listened to the other podcasts, so I don't know exactly, you know, what the tenor of their comments are. Yeah, so. I haven't either. So, anyway, Spider Man. Uh, his last question is: Since Stella Fifty Two has made her appearance in the crawl space, I was wondering if our good friend Steve Rogers might have a shot with her. Even in an alternate universe, Steve Rogers does not have a shot with Stella. <laughs> oh, oh, poor Steve Rogers. Oh, I'm sorry. Does he have a shot? 
And right now, I'm not really looking for a relationship. <laughs> they call us the That's negative That's diplomatic podcast. answer. Yeah. She wants to be friends. That means hit the door, buddy. Uh, <laughs> JR, we've all been heard that I want to be friends comment, haven't we? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, uh, John from Australia. Hey, Crawl Spacers, how's it hanging? Hey, John, that's kind of personal. I got a few questions wow. to see like everyone. <laughs> Do you think that Marvel's retcon plan for a brand new day involves Peter making a deal with Dormammu to forget his walking in on Aunt May and J.R. Sr.? Was the Watcher involved in this event? Uh, I wish I could erase the memory <laughs> from my brain. Uh, Dormammu or not, maybe some hard liquor will erase that memory. I don't know. Yeah. And the Watcher watches everything, and I think the Watcher's gone blind, too. So. <laughs> uh, do you feel Spider-Man should take on more of a central role in the Marvel Universe now that his arch-nemesis has become the Dick Cheney of the Marvel comics? <laughs> Obviously, John's a Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I know think Spider-Man is a central role of the Marvel Universe. I mean, I don't know. how much. What do you want him to do? He's in on the book three times a month. But, yeah, please you know, don't make it like Wolverine, where he's in at least like five books. Yeah, you know, I, I I think he's like number two. Wolverine's everywhere. Spider-Man's just a lot of places. Uh, I think, I think okay. he should have a major role in taking Norman down. Yes, I think I think when Norman goes down finally, that Spider-Man should have a central role in it. Uh, but um, you know, right now, I mean, it's uh, you know, I mean, right now he can't do anything. He's kind of on the periphery, uh, which he should be. What could Peter Parker do about it right, uh, right now? So, you know, I I uh, kind of wish. Uh, well, Jr. I know you don't read New Avengers, but uh, Hawkeye got on the news and and warn the world that uh, Norman is uh, employing supervillains and don't trust him, and, and we're the real Avengers, etc. So I kind of wish that was Spider-Man. But he would have to have his mask off to do that to make it effective like uh, like uh, Hawkeye did. But anyway, yeah, I agree with JR. Have Spider-Man take him down. Will Shadowware ever be a guest on your podcast? Um, who's Shadowware? <laughs> Shadow hair and yeah, I don't know either. Is it a member? I I have no idea. Jr., do you know? No idea. <laughs> uh, I guess it'd be a no, John. I guess Shadow Ware will not be a guest on our podcast. We don't know who he is or she is. All right. Uh, what a odd question. Uh, Leslie <laughs> Lad from London, UK. Hello. This is directed to all of you. With now both Batman and Captain America seemingly dead. Do you think it's possible that Spider-Man could ki- be killed off in the future and be replaced by someone else? I know he was replaced by Ben Riley, but he wasn't actually killed, and no one accepted the change. Would it be the same case if Peter Parker, Parker was actually killed today? JR, should we off him? I don't think Marvel's going to kill Peter anytime soon. No. Uh, I, in fact, I, I would certainly hope that they would realize that having done this already with Captain America and also had the, the massive failure that the clone saga was, or the, the pu- bad publicity, I guess, that they, uh, that Peter's pretty safe in the costume for a while. Yeah. They also have the fear of making it successful like Captain America has done. That book is awesome, and, and yeah. Steve Rogers is not in it. <laughs> and I love the Bucky character. I mean, that, that, Captain America book is something I look forward to every single month, and, and uh, I think they're bringing Steve Rogers back with that Reborn book that's coming out soon, but uh, hopefully they'll spin Bucky off in his own book. But I think the closest they came to killing off Peter 
was remember he went into a cave, Jr. and Web Seventeen, and for mm-hmm. three months we didn't see him, or, or for a full month we didn't see him in three books. Right. Yeah, he was a uh, magma or whatever blew up the mountain he was in, and yeah, yeah, he was gone for a while. And all the books, like or uh, Spectacular, had Black Hat looking for him with uh, Doctor Strange, and on Web you just saw a speck of his costume, and I don't even remember what Amazing was about, but. Uh, they tried it for a month back in 80, 86 or something, and it didn't work. So they're not often Peter Parker. Uh, George Barrowman has a question for J.R. Did you see the new Star Trek movie, and what did you think of it? He loved it. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, this will be, this podcast, or this part will be uh, broadcast later than the, the first part where I gave my opinion, but I'll, I'll reiterate it. Um, I really did love it. It was really a good movie. Um, but I would say you really, like I say, you really have to bring your suspension of disbelief with you, and you really have to accept a lot of coincidences uh, to allow it to work. Um, but I, I would say, actually, the Star Trek reboot has, and this probably isn't the forum for it, but uh, it's made me question whether or not I've been uh, kind of in the wrong on this whole uh, Spider-Man thing. You know, I've, I've really kind of sat back and wonder. Have I really been wrong all these years to sit back and think that this should be one long uh, connected mythology? You know, have I missed the boat? Should Spider-Man be rebooted? I have to admit, I've been having those thoughts. So, uh, you know, dangerous thinking there. Well, I think there it, it's the, in the execution of it. I mean, the Star Trek reboot was awesome. I mean, they honored the past. They didn't really screw it up, and they they had to do it because the actors are in their 80s. They can't do it anymore. Right. Spider-Man is a character that's timeless. I mean, well, I don't know if that's the word, but he's an icon. And in print, you can have the same actor going forever. I don't know. Because he's in print. But uh, I don't know. It's all in the execution of it, and I don't think the, the reboot of Spider-Man has worked quite as well as Star Trek. But JR gave it an A, and I gave it an A. So highly recommended. Uh, Clark from St. George, Utah, with the Nightcrawler avatar. He says, hey, gang. First, I would like to ask how everyone is doing this month. We're okay. Uh, Next, I have a question for Kevin. Sorry, Kevin's not here. Uh, He kind of asks about bullet points by JMS. Uh, I think I tried to read the first issue, and I couldn't. I didn't enjoy it. Anybody else read bullet points? No. No. And uh, he asked about the Wolverine Star Trek movie. We kind of talked about that. So listen earlier in the show, sir. Uh, Ditko Loves Green 77 from London, England says, If you guys, if you could have any guest, alive or dead, Spider-Man related or not, on the podcast, who would it be? I would like Kevin and Spidey Dude on the show. How about you guys? <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. <laughs> JR, any, any famous person you'd like to talk to? Or not famous person or whoever. Not really, not really. I, uh, I've uh, actually I've never been a big fan of the guest shows, which is why I don't participate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about non-Spider-Man related? Would you like G- the Jesus podcast or anybody? <laughs> what what would the be Abraham point? Lincoln? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what would be the point of doing the podcast if we're not talking about Spider-Man? So yeah, exactly. Stella, anybody? Um. Well, if non and and she's dead. Judy Garland. I was always a big fan. Nice. So that like, obviously like would talk everyone. to Lucille Ball. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? You alright? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I said, oh yeah, but it was. Yeah, yeah. She'd be great. Uh, Hertz. We always love Hertz questions. Let's see what he has. 
Hello, fellow Anna, Anna, <laughs> Anna virologist. Oh my gosh. Okay, help Good me, Stella. What is this? What's he saying? Ananeus virologists. What is that? Um, well, if you take, Ananeus means, uh, spider or spidery, and weir, um, cause V's are pronounced as W in Latin, is man, so it's like Spider-Man, but ologist, obviously, a person that, uh, studies them, so. so. Spider-Man he, historian. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Our, yeah. He goes over <laughs> my head every month, and he always makes me unable to speak his language. <laughs> so, thank you to Hertz. I'm glad I have Stella here. Uh, first off, say you were calling the shots for the Spider-Man movie starting at number five. Would you reboot or recast? Stella, would you reboot or recast? Oh, gosh. Um, if I had to do either, because apparently none is not an answer, <laughs> I think I would recast because I don't think there's a point. I think you should only reboot when it's like 20 years from now, not when they're coming out, you know, kind of like bullets, one after the other. Um, so I think I would go with recast if it had to be either or. Okay. JR number five, reboot or recast? Uh, recast. Uh, I agree with uh, Stella that you only you only reboot after a significant period of time, or like in the case of the Batman series, in which the last one was so dreadful uh, <laughs> that uh, that you just completely scrap it and, and start from scratch. But uh, I'd recast. Yeah. I think Toby's get the only per, the only character I think is uh, that could that could stay on would be uh, J.K. Simmons as Jonah. I think yeah. everybody else, as a result of getting too old or whatever, would uh, would have to be uh, re- recast. I'm with the other two. I think recast. I don't think we need another Spider-Man origin movie. I, yeah. I, I, that's what we had. I don't think we need that. It's been too soon to do that. But uh, recast all the major parts. Uh, I mean, you could do what the James Bond movies did. They kept Q. I mean, not, not Q, M. They kept M. Yeah. And uh, recast essentially everyone else. But James Bond doesn't have that many supporting cast members. So, Except for Money Penny, who we've yet to see in the new Yeah, um, we haven't series. seen her. Oh, and we haven't seen Q yet. True, so, yeah. So. All right, recast all around. Secondly, have you guys had a chance to read the recent phonogram series? I didn't think they made phonograms anymore. They made CDs. Yeah, no. What's a phonogram? <laughs> I have no idea. Look at this. You even stuffed Stella Hertz. We're screwed. We can't answer this question. We don't know what a phonogram yeah. is. JR, what's a phonogram? I don't know. I thought it was a, something. I thought it was a way to measurement in the metric system there for a while. So. Isn't that what happens to women when they have a baby? They get a phonogram. Oh no, never mind. Okay, that's a sonogram. Uh, just remember the third. That, I thought at least a chuckle out of Stella on that one. I I didn't get anything. About what? I I completely missed it. I'm sorry. I, I said that's what pregnant women get. They get a phonogram. Oh my god. No, that's a sonogram. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tough room, JR. Tough room. Uh, just to remember, the third question I want to ask, what's your take on the comic book journalism from sites like CBR, IGN, or Newsarama? It seems to me, often enough, that the interviews that, these, that they do are little more than advertisements for the publishers. You, you want me to hit this one, or you guys want to hit it? <laughs> I'd say you can have it. Okay. It, it's, it's questionable journalism at best. It's mainly a rewritten press release, honestly, on some of these sites. I think Newsarama especially is very uh, rewritten press release because they have the weekly Whacker series, do they not? I think Newsarama does or, or CBR, one of the two. Yeah. And they're really softball questions. I mean, if they really wanted – I mean, it also depends on what answer you'd get because I don't think any of the, the current crop are going to answer 
any questions, they'll they'll keep saying, read the books, etc. I, I think a lot of them need to be asked that what we're asking. What why why is it taking forty plus issues before we reveal how this stuff works with Mephisto, etc. But uh, what do you guys think? Do you you do you like the the interviews on Newsarama and CBR? I mean, they're fine. They don't really go into any detail, like they're revealing anything we don't really know. And I agree with Hertz that they really are just ads. It's just really for them to um, get people into what they're writing and everything. But it doesn't really help us, I think. Yeah, Jr. What do you think? No, they're they're not particularly useful. Um, the only reason I read them is just to kind of get hints on what's coming up. But uh, yeah. you're right. I mean, it's hardly uh, it hardly qualifies as, as journalism or reporting. Mm-hmm. All right, that was a good question. Uh, I like that one, Hertz. Except for the first two, I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> uh, Spider Girl wants to know if I've done anything special for your mothers. Yeah. Uh, I I. I'm going to call my mom and grandma today, and I sent them some cards and a little package. So, yes, and I got my wife something too. So, I'm good. Jr., have you done anything for your mother and and your no. wife? No, no, uh, Jr. Oh, I'll call my mother today. There you go. Uh, but my my wife is uh, out of town with my daughter. They're at a dance competition, and I probably won't see them for the rest of the evening. So oh. it's me and the boy. So uh, I, I got her a couple cards. That's that's a little gift. She's away from you. <laughs> that's not a gift. To her. Well, yeah, that is a gift to her, right? <laughs> except, except that uh, she and she and her, our daughter are. Uh, oh my God, they're going at each. They're at each other's throats oh, all the no. time. Is it oh dear. Is it about the boyfriend? No, no, actually, it's just about the fact that my daughter is 14 going on 15, thinks she knows everything, and she doesn't, and uh, <laughs> there you go. How about you, Stella? Have you done anything special for your mother? Um. Well, alas, I was unable to have dinner with them because of the podcast, but I oh. did have dinner with them on Saturday because I had to move some of my stuff out of my apartment. But, yeah, I sent her a card, like, several right. several weeks ago and got her a CD, The Ducks. I'm sure you guys don't know who they are. But, but no. yeah, so. Awesome. You know, a to- uh, before we wrap up the message board question, we Spidey Dude wants everybody to know that he's answered his specific questions in a thread on the uh, message board. So check that out. It's in the Crawl Space 101 section of the board. So if you had a question to aim at Spidey Dude, he's answered them. And I'm sure if uh, Kevin will do the same, since he originally planned on being here and had some questions aimed his way. And you know, a topic before we wrap up that I was going to hit that I totally forgot about, and I even said we're going to discuss it, is the who is the best mother in the Marvel Universe? Or the best mar- mother in comics in general? JR, do you have one? Is there a, in honor of Mother's Day when we're recording this? God, I, the only one I can think of would be Sue Richards. Yeah. What makes her a good mom? I think she's the only one, isn't she? I mean, <laughs> is it, aren't, aren't all other characters forbidden to have children because it ages them? Yeah. She's, well, the, only, she's the only one I can think of. They they retconned the Scarlet Witch's kids, but then they brought them back in the Young Avengers. But, yeah, uh, I got, I've not read that, no. Yeah. But she's the um, only one I can think of. There's, Otherwise, there's, I think she's a lousy mom. I mean, really, when you think about it, I mean, by, by being superheroes and having superpowers and stuff, you're exposing your family to all kinds of danger. So, yeah. you, can't <laughs> so say, really. you can't say Peter Parker's mom because she died. Yep. You, well, Aunt May, but she's banging JJJ or JJ. 
got to keep bringing that up, don't you? I know. We're going to end it on that. <laughs> Stella, what do you think? Who's a good mom in the... In well, the I really uh, thought Mystique was a stand-up mother. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> she abandoned both of her kids, didn't she? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I keep thinking, really, DC, I know that's like, you hate DC, but um, they seem to have more of the mother figures. I know Kate Spencer, the Manhunter, doesn't she? She's like a single parent, and mm. um, and I know Black Canary. Um, I actually really like her role as a mother, and she adopted a girl who is supposed to be the League of Assassins' newest protege, but, so, I mean, I think they have some good mother roles, but, yeah, Marvel doesn't really... The only, to, I mean, what? the only one I can think of that's been a good mom and, and portrayed as a good mom, well, like J.R. said, Sue Storm, but the one that comes to my mind uh, is uh, Julia Carpenter, the second or third spider oh, yeah. That's a single mom. And, you know, it's, during the registration act, she was good. She was in that Ms. Marvel title and trying to protect her daughter going to Canada uh, to get out of the United States, etc. So, <laughs> so she was trying to dodge the draft. Uh, but uh, she was always thinking of her daughter. Uh, and on the opposite, I always thought that uh, the the Ant Man that died was a good dad for um, Cassie, I think is her name, who's uh, in the Young Avengers. But I, I guess Sue Storm's always putting the kids in danger, you know? Yes, <laughs> she is. So. And that wraps up our final show for May. Before we go, I want to give a shout-out to MailOrderComics.com, our sponsor. They're still accepting orders for May, and one of their discounts is for the Spider-Man Newspaper Strips hardcover. It collects the first four years of the strip, and it's written by Stan Lee and penciled by John Romita Sr. The cover price is $40, and Mail Order has it for $23.99, which is 40% off the cover price. Also want to give you a heads up about uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 600. If you want to get both covers, the Alex Ross one and the John Romita Jr. cover, you have to order two copies, and that way you'll get one of each. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Gang, thanks for listening. I'm Brad Douglas, your host and webmaster for the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com.